Armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? Rum and Cokes? Do you have any idea how important you this is? Have trying to save idea? the pump up. Really? This do is you what have you're doing? Any this idea? is what you're doing? Chief, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. Again, the armchair quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. The Nets went out and extended Vaughn because nobody else wants the job. I'm huh? sure. Community ah. Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The All-American man. Yeah, the armchair. Hey, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? Welcome to Braves Country here on WQEE and, of course, Armchair Quarterbacks Radio, Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. And Nate Miller is about to join us here in a minute. He's going to take a hiatus as he's heading towards spring training, so we're going to get his thoughts on. We're doing Pocota rankings today. We The Pocota rankings, the updated Pocota rankings are out. And we're going to do the American League. We're going to do the National League. Going to get his thoughts on both. Also going to get his take on the fact that DeGrom is already hurt and basically a bunch of Mets fans are sitting back there going, told you so. And what to expect from Corey Seager later on this year. Other things that we've got brewing here today is we're going to get into some college basketball. And of course, Major League Baseball spring training is on the way. First games are Friday afternoon. There's a couple of them Friday afternoon. And then the important one, of course, Opening spring game for your Atlanta Braves, 1 o'clock Eastern. We'll have the call right here, 1 o'clock on the key and Braves Country HD wherever you stream. So 99.1 FM, make sure you get it locked in for Braves baseball on Saturday. We're excited about a brand new season, a lot of things to get into. And also college football, they're talking about changing some rules. We'll get into that a little bit later. It really is much to do about nothing. But it is interesting that they are going the route that they're going. So because they are, it kind of it kind of helps you read the tea leaves for other things. But one of the things that today is, the most important thing that today is, is the franchise tags can be put in the NFL. The NFL franchise tags can be between now and March. I believe it's March 7th 
is between now and March 7th, NFL teams, which is a week from Wednesday, NFL teams will have the ability to put the franchise tag on a player and the player can then negotiate. But the question is if the team wants to put that franchise tag on. Now, some of the guys that I think are definitely going to get the tag, you're definitely looking at Lamar Jackson. I I think that's a slam dunk. He's going to get the tag because they're going to continue to negotiate. And I really think this just opens up the fact that Lamar Jackson is going to get traded. And I would be shocked if it's not to the Atlanta Falcons at this point. I just think Atlanta is a perfect landing spot for Lamar. He's not going to get a deal done with Baltimore. They're a little ticked off about all the things that went on. The fact that he once again did not finish a season. And he wants as much money guaranteed as Deshaun Watson got. And we knew that was going to open up a Pandora's box when Deshaun Watson got fully guaranteed money, much like they do in Major League Baseball and in the NBA. They've never really done that in the NFL. Not not for any kind of big-time contract. And so Deshaun Watson went out and, and got, I, was, I think it was 245, it was 246 guaranteed. And that's essentially what Lamar Jackson is looking for. He's not going to get that. And one of the problems is he is negotiating for himself. And you know how awkward that is when you go into a negotiation about yourself for yourself and you're sitting across the table from the current team that is negotiating dollars and cents with you. And they have to tell you everything that, that, that is wrong with you, why they don't want to give you X dollar. And you have to hear that. It's a tough thing to do. And that's one of the reasons why most players do not do their, their own negotiations. Now, he's taking advice from his mother on that deal. And only thing I can say about that is most kids are not going to uh, go against what, the, what, what mama has to say. So it is what it is. But Lamar Jackson, for his best ability to get the most money, I think is going to be in a different spot. And the different spot, if you want to sell jerseys and you want to put butts in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, you go out and you get a Lamar Jackson, and the excitement would be real in Atlanta. And it's a division that it's up for the up for the taking, too, by the way. This is not a division that is a tough division. You're not making a trade for Lamar Jackson, who might be a big a bit of a risk. He wants a, a four or five year deal, and he wants a lot guaranteed. And we know running quarterbacks just don't age well, and that's what he is. I know he's a former MVP, but he is a running quarterback. His passing numbers have never been very good, but what what he lacks in the passing, he becomes so dangerous because of his ability to take off and go with everything that that the Ravens have done bringing in Munkin as their offensive coordinator all the tea leaves point to the fact that Lamar Jackson will not be a Baltimore Raven and so where does he land I think he lands in Atlanta but regardless you you got to expect he's going to get the franchise tag Kansas City Chiefs the thought process is that he's going to get the the franchise tag put on him would be Orlando Brown, 
the right tackle. Well, he's a left tackle. He's a right tackle playing left tackle. And I don't think they're going to go and give him left tackle money because they're able to put a right tackle in the left tackle position at Kansas City because they do things a little differently offensively, the way they move around Patrick Mahomes. Philadelphia Eagles, the other Super Bowl contestant this year, I think they ended up tagging Hargrave. I think Eagles have about eight to ten guys that they could realistically tag. But I think that big defensive tackle, Javon Hargrave, is is the way to go. Get him locked up, and then they'll build out from there. There's talks about with, what will the Giants do? Will they go Saquon Barkley, or will they go Daniel Jones? And it's going to be telling because if you haven't seen the most recent reports, they're talking about Daniel Jones expecting somewhere around $45 million a year in a four- to five-year deal with a guaranteed somewhere, somewhere I'd say, a little south of 200 Daniel Jones is not worth that. He's just not. I think Daniel Jones' mother would tell you he's not worth that. So it'll be interesting to see what, what the Giants do. Do they tag him, which would have him around, I want to say the numbers being projected around 32 to, to 34 this year. Do they tag him and see what he can do one more year? Or do they tag Saquon Barkley? I am more likely to tag Jones and then sign Barkley to an extension. That's what I would do if I was GM of the Giants. I'm not giving... Daniel Jones, who, yes, he improved this year, but was that because he took the, the leaps and bounds, or is it because Brian Dayball can get anything out of any quarterback? So I I am not being sold on that whatsoever. And then the other, other guys that will probably be in the mix, you've got Ingram, tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Cowboys, there's talks about will it be Schultz? Will it be Tony Pollard? I think it's more likely that they end up tagging Schultz and they and they extend Tony Pollard, but they might decide to go the other way. So there you have that. All right, we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, Nate Miller, Texas Rangers, going to join us. We're going to talk some American League baseball. We're going to talk about the Pocota rankings. And later on, we're, we got the Pocota ranks for the National League and where they're going wrong. Pagoda rankings are always way off one way or the other. We're going to tell you where and why next. Be back in a flash here on The Key and Braves Country HD wherever you stream. Keep it locked in here, 99.1 FM. You know, I want to say one thing in all seriousness. I feel sorry for you people that don't drink. I mean it because when you wake up in the morning, that's as good as you're going to feel all day. Armchair. Hey, sports fans, weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. 
Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You're, you're talking about a bunch of unproven kids who were in the prom. You know, literally, they were in the prom like six months ago at their high school. No, they weren't because, no, they weren't because they, they were, were all gone. <laughs> exactly. They, <laughs> okay, they were at a party. These are promless teenagers. If he's from a Big Ten state, if he's from a Big Ten state, he didn't have prom. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> They were at a virtual prom. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, it's tough for Wisconsin. That's called porn. That's called porn. (laughs) Stop it. They get a a break this week because I I got a mess to clean up, guys. Yeah. Uh, Virtual prom. There's my walk off for the day. Thanks, Mac. I got to dry my my keyboard out now. Armchair. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia. Home of Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on the key and youtube.com at Braves Country. Shouldn't you be at work by now? Work? It's raining. I called in sick. I don't work in the rain. <laughs> you don't work in the rain. You're a mailman. Neither rain, nor sleep, nor st- it's the first one. Welcome back. Braves country rolling along here on a Tuesday afternoon. Take you all the way to the five o'clock hour. We'll have sports map radio. And then tonight, remember behind the bench coaches show for river dragon hockey that comes across your way at 6 p.m. We look forward to that and joining us today for the first time or for the last time in probably quite some time. We'll, we'll try to catch up with them from time to time as the season gets going is Mr. Nate Miller. Nate, how the hell are you, sir? Nate, I think you're muted. <laughs> My bad. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. How are you, brother? Good. <laughs> So are you excited for, uh, as, I mean, essentially spring training has began. It, it only really feels like it for the fans when you actually see balls and bats right. being swung. So I believe, if, am I wrong? Does Texas play Friday? Uh, they play on the 24th, so whatever day that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah Friday. So, yep. I think they're one of only two games. They're, they're both, for whatever strange reason, both starting at 3 p.m. that day. But But there's two games. In, right. in in the uh, on on the major league baseball scoreboard for for right. Friday, and then everybody gets going on Saturday, which is when the Braves uh, get going one o'clock versus the Red Sox, and we'll have it right here on the key and on Braves Country HD. So hope you tune in. All right, so I, I do want to talk about this Jacob Degrom thing. Mm-hmm. He's already got a boot move. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, man, when I saw this last week, I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, this guy can't get out of the tub without freaking breaking an ankle. Mm-hmm. It, it's unbelievable. I'm surprised that they don't just don't have him like wrapped in bubble wrap and, until it's time for him to come to the mound every day. Right. They're saying it's weather related. So hopefully once, you know, things start warming up down there, we'll it's see. It's weather related? Yeah. It's like 34. You told me he's got a bad hit because it's raining outside. What are you, 68? Uh-huh. Jeez. Yeah, but you, you know these teams, you know, a guy gets a hangnail, they take precautions. Well, especially with him, and you'll yeah. you'll grow to see it. I've <laughs> against my better judgment, I've already taken him in a few best right. ball fantasy tournaments this, mm-hmm. this uh, draft season. And last I week, a huge, huge gamble, but he's falling because nobody wants him because of the yeah. of the injury bug. Right. Um. Seriously, honest engine. Most of your Texas guys. Mm-hmm. What are you actually, not what you're hoping for, what do you actually think his number will be in the starts that he makes in 2023? Um, I'd say less than 20. <laughs> Jeez. And you're paying him how much? Uh, I think it's like... It's around 30 a year, right? Yeah, it's around 30 a year for about five years. <laughs> so you're talking about 1.5 per start, essentially. Pretty much, yeah. And he's supposed to be in his prime. This yeah. is like, like this should be. Ah oh, man, I I'm, I'm going to say right now, the numbers twenty five and a half for expectations. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if he th- throws less than twenty five and a half games, yeah, there's going to be a huge disappointment. I don't think he's going to wear it as welcome yet because he's new and he's mm-hmm. he's the new shiny car, right? Yeah. But the fan base, no matter how laid back and cool the Rangers fans are, which are much more laid back and cooler than they are in New York, right? Yeah. But I do have a few buddies that are Ranger fans that I've met over the years, and I keep up with them, and I see them on social media all the time. Mm -hmm. If if he doesn't go to the post 25 and a half times, especially if – now, look, he gets injured – Late in the season, the Rangers are out of it. They shut him down. That's a different story. But if the Rangers have a decent chance of making the the wild card, he's yeah. he's got to be a, a part of that narrative. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so you're saying 20. Wow. Yeah. I'm like you said, like you said, not what I'm hoping for, but what it, you know, <laughs> what I realistically think, you know, I hope it's more than 20, but I just, I don't know. I mean, honestly, you're very much more realistic than I think a lot of fans are. I bet you there are fans out there who went out and bought the DeGrom jersey think he's going to go out there and go to the post 30 times. Well, that's what happens when you write for the team. <laughs> Wait until you actually write for him. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. the Mets writer, I know a couple of Mets writers, and they and they were good writings about. Now I, I'm not in that camp because I still think top to bottom, when he's healthy and he's on the mound, he's the best pitcher in baseball. Sure. The problem is, the worst part about his ability is his availability. That's the biggest issue that he has. Right. So because of that, I don't I don't even put him in top ten in pitching because of that. Mm-hmm. Would do you think there could be a possibility that they do things like maybe 
go to like an Otani type thing where he pitches once a week to try for, to get the innings for him. For Degrom, yeah, um, yeah, they could do that. I know it's a different situation. Why they do it for Otani? Otani likes to pitch just one day a week, right? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that he that he comes over from the Japanese leagues where that is what they do. Yeah. And then of course he also does this thing called plays right field every once in a while and does yeah. the DH every day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm I'm just wondering if to try to limit his or maybe if they don't do that, maybe every great once in a while, every third or fourth start they skip the next start. They could do that as well. Yeah. You know, they, uh, it, it, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, if you end up with only 20 starts from him, yeah. then, then who is the ace of this team? Because you can't uh, give him the ace if he's only going to the post 20 times. That's a good question. Um, is it Evaldi? It would have to be Evaldi. If you could put Evaldi's heart into James and Jacob DeGrom's body, you would have Sandy Koufax 2.0. Right. Because Evaldi's a bulldog. Like, he's always mm -hmm. one of my favorite pitchers. And he's never really pitched for anyone that I'm, like, we, we consider being a big fan of. But there's something about that dude. And if you can get him into the postseason, he's the guy that you want on the hill. Mm -hmm. So would it be him? Would it be Martin Perez? It can't be Martin Perez. He doesn't have the stuff. It can't be John Gray, right? No, definitely isn't uh, Dane Dunning. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'd say when, I you, when you asked me who the ace was, it's I didn't even think not. it's not Jake Odorizzi. I tell you that right now. No, I'd say the only other option you have is Evaldi. Yeah, and maybe Martin Perez as a distant third in that race. Okay, Devil's Advocate. Jacob DeGrom gets shut down for a few weeks. Can't make it to the post opening day. Mm -hmm. Who is the opening day starter for it's the Texas Rangers? It's got to be either Evolvi or Perez. Do you think they probably go Perez because he was there last year? Yeah. Or would they go Evolvi because they're like, meh? Well, first of all, who is uh, Texas playing opening day? Phillies. Oh, you got to get the ground to the post, man. You got to beat the Phillies. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. If you're playing, you know, the A's, I'd say, who cares? You got to uh, beat the Phillies. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, well, it depends on, you know, like I said, if he gets hurt or, and it depends on when he's, um, when he pitched last, like leading up to that. Like if he if he's on one or two days rest, I don't know. You've got to. He's got to find. Oh man, the thing about Degrom, he's got to find a way yeah. to get himself in shape, stay in shape, and part of being in shape is not being injured, right? Yeah. Especially since he's got to know by now that he's ex he's expected to start opening day. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, he should have known that in the minute he signed his contract. Right. Was it was it 185? It was somewhere in that neighborhood, right? Somewhere. Yeah. Yes. You've got to be the opening day guy. Yeah. You can't say, oh, I'll do exchange spring training. It'll be fine. 
God bless. I hope he has a little more bulldog in him than he's shown and and that he goes out there. He's got to be there opening day for Texas because if he's not, it's a huge letdown for the fans already off the jump. Is that game in Texas? Yes, it it is. Oh, yeah. You got to be there. Especially since he made such a big deal about wanting to be here. Right. And I still contend one of the reasons why he wants to be wanted to be there is because he did not like the New York media. He didn't like the fact that there was always 45, 50 microphones in his face, right? See, Texas is a lot uh, more media friendly. <laughs> right. But that only goes so far. Yeah. Still a big market, but still. And yeah, that- oh, absolutely. I would say Texas is more like the Atlanta market, right? Where right. It's it's a pretty good market, you know, as far as size and whatnot. They've got a loyal fan base. Braves probably have more of an appeal nationwide just because of the old TBS link that we had yeah. for years. But mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say it's very compatible to to what the Atlanta Braves are in the fact that you're not going to get murdered by the media every single day, which I'm sure is what Degrom wanted to get out of, right? Sure, sure. But even with that being said. You can't just not show up for no. opening day. Nope. I mean, good Lord. What are we talking about here? Yep. And you can't, <laughs> they can't blame the right, the, the weather because it's got a retractable roof. Exactly. Well, that's got nothing to do with whether or not he's got boo-boos. I mean, come on. Come on, DeGrom. Get out there. Stretch. Is It's because he doesn't stretch. Like, what is it about this guy? It's, it never seems like it's anything major. It's not like a, it's not like in Tommy John. It's always something yeah. like a lingering, an impingement. I can't tell you how many times I've heard impingement and Degrom in the same sentence. Right. Get your butt off the couch. Do your stretches. You're making thirty plus million a year, mm-hmm. and you're coming to a franchise that is ready to rock and roll. Yeah. It's money last off season. Mm-hmm. We added to it this off season. Yes, last off season, the big dollar ticket was Corey Seager. What say you on him? I know you want to talk about him. You know, I think he has nowhere. Well, I mean, I was about to say he has nowhere to go but up, but he kind of he raked last year. He hit thirty three home runs, and he was he was just you know the big power guy that everybody depended on. So yeah, he had thirty three home runs, eighty three RBIs, scored ninety one runs, but. He only stole three three bases. That is something I would like him to, to to do more this year. Steal more bases. Now, do you think that is because he decided to steal less, or was it the Rangers' philosophy? I mean, he's only twenty eight. He's mm-hmm. he, it shouldn't have gone. To, was it, was he battling injuries? No, I just didn't. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he ran a lot. If he was dealing with injuries, it was you know day to day stuff. Nothing that it really put him on the shelf for very long. Well, I'm looking at his stolen base total. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I hate to tell you, but three is actually, he stole more bases in 2022. 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, he, told, he stole a total of three bases. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's someone that you can necessarily expect to steal bases. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's a guy that could hit for average as well as power? Cause he only hit two forty five last year. 
Well, if you look at his last two, okay, let's just do the last year in LA because the bubble year, I just, I can't take any of those numbers seriously. Yeah. His last year in LA, and of course, they all hit great their last year, right? <laughs> Contract year, everyone becomes Babe Ruth. Yeah. But I'm looking at it, he, he hit 306. The, the big number I pay attention to nowadays is OPS. He had a whopping 915 OPS. True. And, but he hit 306, but at the same token, now this is interesting. He had 16 home runs. Oh, that's right. He, he, he missed quite a bit of the year. Uh, only played 95 games. So if you average that out, he probably would have ended up with around 25 home runs or so. So he had a little more pop last year, but dropped in the average. Mm-hmm. I would, I think first of all, the shift banning of the shift is going to make guys like him, their base, their, their uh, batting average go up at least 10, 10 points this year. Sure. Right? Sure. But the number that I always look at is that OPS and I want my power guys OPS to be well above 800. Right. If it's at 900, you're ecstatic. If it's 800, you're like, all right, that's kind of the floor. Cause if your OPS is below 800, you're not really my power guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so his last two years in LA, and one of them was the the shortened season, but he had a 915 and 943 OPS before that full seasons. He was usually above 800. He had the one down year, but he only played 26 games because of that injury. So I, you have to throw that one away. Uh, but all in all, I mean, he should be a guy that's in the middle of your lineup banging. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do they pencil him what third or fourth in the lineup? It's usually third. Yeah, with that's... with Simeon right behind him. Yeah, you, I can't argue with that because first of all, I want my best batter batting third mm-hmm. in today's game. And then I think it's Nathaniel Lowe is fifth. Now, now who's pen- where is uh, Adelis Garcia? He, um, actually. It's usually a three, four, five thing where uh, Garcia is usually third or fourth, and then Seeger right behind him, and then uh, Simeon. Okay, I'm sure they played the lefty righty matchups. Although with Chris Woodward, he never turned in the same lineup twice. Uh, he liked to change things up, so it was it was you know those three guys in those three spots, but it was never the th- the same three spots. You know, you can see Seeger, Simeon. Garcia or, you know, the complete opposite of that. Is that because Texas's analytics team has a strong hand in that and they're manipulating the lineup or is that a Chris Woodward thing? It, it, you know, it was probably a little bit of both. You have to remember uh, Chris Woodward, uh, he was relieved of his duties before the All-Star or Yes, before the All-Star break last year. And then uh, Tony Beasley took over. And uh, Beasley was a little bit more consistent with his lineups. Um, he wasn't, you know, switching guys all around <laughs> every day. So, all right, let's just say that we're penciling it in right now with the, with the Rangers everyday lineup. Who, who, who is your leadoff guy going into this year? Oh, good question. Um, sometimes, um, Actually, going into this year, it would have to be Bubba Lots Thompson. Braves fans forget that most teams actually have these huge question marks. Yeah, we're like, we know who's hitting here, who's hitting here, who's hitting yeah. here. Snickers usually pretty consistent. 
um, leadoff guy would have to be Bubba Thompson, just because last year or last week we talked about how he stole 18 bases from August 4th to October 5th last year. Yeah, the uh, so you're so I'm I'm looking at the roster right now, and let me go to depth chart because roster always gets so confusing. All right. I'll tell you what has me shocked is that they're penciling in Robbie Grossman as the starting left fielder on now. This is ESPN. I wouldn't think he would be the starter, but yeah, who knows? Um, With Bochi at the helm, you never know. Yeah, I'm excited to see him back in the game. Um I don't know why he stepped away from from San Francisco. <laughs> I don't know if he's just got a little burned out and wanted a, a change of scenery. Probably, probably. But I'm a big Bochi fan, and I'm I'm glad to see him back in the game. It's one of the reasons why I'm planning on watching more Texas uh, baseball this year than I normally do. Plus the the addition of Degrom and the Evaldi, and then of course I think I think it's all gotten swept under the rug. But you know Heaney, um, this should be an exciting <laughs> team. But the question I have for you is looking at this team, the biggest. I'm not going to say holes. I'll just say unproven spots. You're looking at the catcher position, third base position. What are you expecting to get out of Josh Young? Josh Young? Um, I expect him to – I don't know if he'll have the same numbers that he had last year because he came on fast. Like, he came on strong and fast. Um, I mean, there is such thing as, you know, the sophomore slump. I really hope he doesn't fall into that. You better hope he doesn't. He only hit he only hit two oh four last year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, but you know, he kind of he came out fast, but he, he kind of fizzled as as a lot of guys do. Vaughn Grissom did the same thing. Right. I I don't see Josh Young hitting above two fifty, to be honest with you. Now, as far as the catcher position, they have Heim penciled in the beginning and uh, the starter and Garver backing him up. I have not seen Mitch Garver play in a few years. Mm-hmm. At one point, he he was a very potent bat for the Minnesota Twins. Garver is, Garver is coming off surgery. That's why they haven't penciled in twice or second. You know, I don't I don't think they're going to give him the starting job like right off the bat. Do they expect him to even catch, or is this like a a type of injury where he's going to be regulated to to DH, or what's the deal with him? He could DH. He could DH. I mean, he's not, he's he's not going to rake for you, but you know, still has a decent bat. Bat. I'll tell you the guy that amazes me that is still around in the game and still puts up. I know his numbers were not impressive last year, but it amazes me that he's still in the game because I think of him. I don't know why, but I think of the he should ought to be 50. And he's in his early 30s as Brad Miller. I was <laughs> shocked to see him still on your roster. Yeah. And I'm thinking Brad Miller, like, my God, how old was Brad Miller when he first came in the league? Was he like four, five years old? Something like that. It seems like he's been in the league 25 years. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. Brad, I see now how how this is kind of set up for Texas. I mean, you've you've got some legit 
bats in that lineup with you know with uh with Lowe and Seeger and Garcia and of course Simeon, but then you got huge holes. What what is your biggest concern of all the uh positions in your lineup going into this year? Um I would say center, center field. Because I don't know who's going to play every day there at, at the moment. I've heard people talk about Bubba Thompson, not as familiar yeah. with uh, Tavares. Is Tavares the leader in the clubhouse, or is, or, or is it Bubba? Um, I think it's Tavares, but uh, I don't see him being an everyday outfielder. I see uh, Thompson being more of an out- everyday outfielder than Tavares. Gotcha. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hit the Pakoda rankings. American League, higher or lower? This ought to be a lot of fun. Pakoda rankings are always wildly off. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country. Whenever I bring home Entenmann's Little Bites muffins. Little Bites? That's right, sweetie. Can you just give Mommy a minute? I love Little Bites. I know you do, but we're doing a commercial right now, okay? Got it. As I was saying, whenever I bring home you-know-what, you-know-who gets pretty excited. And so do I. Little Bites muffins are made with real ingredients, no high-fructose corn syrup, and are baked moist and delicious. I love Little Bites. Here you go. Yes. Entenmann's Little Bites muffins. The perfect portion of happiness. Hey, Braves fans. Thank you for listening to Braves Country Baseball. Hi, I'm Mac McGee, and we are here to bring you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves, bringing you spring training and two to three games a week all season long. Please like and subscribe today. Braves Country Baseball. How to improve your dining room by the Home Depot. New wood floors, new paint on the walls. Sure, you know us for that. But how about a new dining room table, matching chairs, bar stools? How about free and flexible delivery with easy online returns? Now you can explore decor in a whole new way. Save now on furniture. Everything for your home. Everything from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. U.S. only valid through September 7th. Limitations apply. Your true friends are the people in your life that totally get your inside jokes, your unique style, most important, what you want to eat. Taco Bell knows that when you get together with your real friends, it doesn't matter what you're doing, but hey, it might as well be something that everybody can get into, like the taco and burrito cravings pack with four crunchy tacos and four beefy five-layer burritos. So even if you're all sitting around doing absolutely nothing, you know you'll still have a good time. It's Taco Bell's taco and burrito cravings pack. Get it for the friends that get it. You're listening to Braves Country. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m., 99.1 FM, The Key. Dad, look, all I ever have is a bran muffin and a touch of yogurt. Ah, girly food. Besides, I already fixed your breakfast. Now, I made your eggs in a nest. Ah, yes. Fried eggs, swimming in fat, served in a delightfully hollowed-out piece of white bread. I can almost hear my left ventricle slamming shut as I speak. Braves Country, 3 to 5. We go live, and Nate Miller's with us today. We'll go ahead and share the screen, Nate, so folks can see what I'm looking at here. As the Dakota rankings are out, 
or I, I think they actually call it the Pakoda standings, but it's the same thing. And here we go. Let me go ahead and get the, uh, well, I guess I can move it up and down. All right. So looking at the Pakoda standings, Pakoda rankings, however you want to call it. Uh, and let me go ahead and get that comment off. So kind of, cause it's kind of blocking the, the low. <laughs> All right, so what's the first thing that kind of jumps out at you here with the? Can you believe this? Texas, it's is it, they got them uh, almost at the very bottom, seventy-eight wins. Where have they been for the past four months? <laughs> I guess they're, I, I guess they're reading the Jacob Degrom report. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's over. It's season's over. Degrom's only gone into hiding. No, I'm sorry. Even without Degrom, they're better than seventy-eight wins. I agree. I just, you know, well, the Oakland 64 wins. That's 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 spot on. That's spot on. Yeah, I don't really see the. the, um, I don't see Oakland getting out of their own way because they're in a full blown rebuild. Now, the one thing I will give credit to Oakland, the trades that they have made. They, they're going to be pretty dangerous by 24, if not 25, mm-hmm. but there's going to be so much growing to do with, with the young kids that they have, but there are a lot of kids that they have gotten via the trade that I'm really big on long-term. I just, you can't expect them all to play lights out at that age. So much inconsistency mm-hmm. right now. The, the, uh, Coda rankings has Oakland at 64 and a 0.7. Would you go higher or lower on that? I th- I think I'd actually go lower. Oakland at 64 wins. I Yeah. I would either keep it at the same or go lower. I don't see them getting more than 70 wins. What about Kansas City sitting at 62? That sounds about right. Which roster would you rather have, Oakland, Detroit, or Kansas City right now? Wow. (laughs) Uh, Wow. I would have to say Kansas City. I think so, too. I like... First of all, I trust their front office because of the the build that they did in the early 2010s. Kansas City's biggest problem is they don't have any money coming in. Yeah. Just like Oakland. Yeah. And they're going to have to do this. They're going to have to reinvent themselves every five to 10 years, and it'll be a slow build back up. But, man, they've got some exciting young kids. Now, they lost Mondesi in the trade, but that that wit, Bobby Witt. Right. And I felt like he had a bad year last year for his standards. I expect him to just be lights out this year. Sure. All right. So the nitty gritty of, of this here, go higher or lower on the contenders. And that is going to include the entire American League East because I think they're, they, they've all got an argument. Yeah. Definitely. And there's one that jumps out to me that I think is extremely low, but I won't, I won't mention that until after you've, Giving me yours. New York Yankees, 97 and a half. Higher or lower than that? Lower. That seems like a lot. 
Yeah, I know, I know their pitching's better. Even with even with Judge in the lineup, that seems like a lot. <laughs> and you know what? We haven't seen because he was chasing history last year. We haven't seen Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton are infamous for their uh, load management uh-huh. per se. Yep. Very NBA like with and Boone doesn't apologize for it. Sure. Right. He, he'll 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 take turns taking those guys out of the lineup. Yeah. 97 and a half. There's just no way I'm I'm betting yep. the the farm on that. Quick brag though, I saw Judge's 62nd home run last year in person. Uh true. That was in uh Texas. Yep. Well, hopefully your pitching's better this year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Toronto, 89 and a half over under. Lower. Under. Yeah. Oh, under. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Tampa Bay, 86. Tem- you said Tampa Bay, 86? Yeah. Low, uh, under. Boston at 80. Hot, uh, over. Baltimore, 74. Uh, over, but, but not by much. <laughs> okay. That's where we're going to disagree. Okay. Baltimore. I think they might be off by at least 10 games. This okay. Baltimore squad is coming. Gotcha. And it's very telling that on most of your betting sites, they're over under betting. For Baltimore, now granted, those are usually inflated a little bit because they don't want, you know, they figure most people want to bet the over, so they're just like jack it up a little bit. But Baltimore is sitting around where where uh, Texas is on the same line, and, I, and they're, they're my two favorite teams to bet this offseason, to, to, to hit their over number. Baltimore is sitting at around 80 to 81, which is where Texas is. Right. And if you notice on the Bakota rankings, Baltimore is sitting at 74, Texas sitting at 79, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. It's very strange to me that Baltimore, we're talking a seven-game difference. You usually don't see the seven-game difference between Vegas and Bakota. Sure. What we're looking at here with Texas is, is more a, a, around that line, 79. Right. Yeah. And their over under is usually the last time I looked at it in Vegas, it was 81 and a half. That's about right. Sometimes you'll, you get a higher number. Sometimes you get a lower number, but you normally don't get seven or eight game difference. And that's why I would be banging that if you can get the number anywhere close to 74 with the Baltimore Orioles and that young lineup. And remember last year at the deadline, you remember they punted. And they and they traded away guys. It, it, people thought they would be buying, and they didn't buy. Mm-hmm. Sold. They sent they sent Mancini to Houston. They sent the reliever over to where did he go? Was it was it, was it Minnesota? They sent him. I, but, I believe so. But the point is, I don't think they do that this year. I think this year they're going to be more buyers. And I like Baltimore. First of all, where do they get off having Boston above Baltimore? Mm-hmm. Boston's had an atrocious offseason. Yeah. An atrocious offseason. Yeah. Baltimore is literally clipping coupons and hoping guys that had good years three years ago are going to have elite level 
production and everything fall into place and somehow they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If you looked at the Boston Red Sox opening day lineup, you're talking about you hope that guys like Adam Duvall, guys like Kike Hernandez are going to be able to go out there and go to the post. And not to mention the fact Boston, now I do like Mondesi's talent, but they made the, the, the trade for Mondesi from Kansas City during the offseason. We talk about DeGrom, Mondesi can't stay healthy. In fact, his GM, was it last year or the year before, made the comment when they asked about extending him, they said, he said, I am not going to extend someone I cannot count on going, going out there to play every day. Right. And that was while he was a royal. Mm-hmm. So I just, I cannot get on board with Boston being above Baltimore. I would love to get a, a ranking, a bet in Vegas. If you can get who's going to have more wins, I think Baltimore is going to get it in landslide. All right, American League Central, and then we'll get in your wheelhouse. American League Central, there's only three teams really to talk about here. Mm-hmm. I do find it interesting because this is the first time I've really stared at the at the new Pocota rankings. Most of your Vegas odds have Cleveland as the favorite. I am I am in the the school that Minnesota is going to be pretty darn good. And I and I swear the Chicago White Sox always seem like the same team every year where they have like four or five stars, they have no chemistry, and they're going to stumble to somewhere around 500 give or take. Right. So, so you've got Minnesota at 87.8, Cleveland just below a tick there, 87.7, and Chicago, 79.5. Now, with that being said, you take the wins out, rank those three for the 2023 season. I would say Cleveland first, Minnesota second, Chicago third. Now, what is your reasoning for Cleveland? Is just is it just because they're the defending champs, or or what? Um, yeah, I mean they're gonna be they're gonna be eager to to defend their their title. Um, I'd say Cleveland, but I'm not really like setting that in stone. I'd, I'd say it's either Minnesota or Cleveland. When we first started talking about this a few weeks ago. Timus and I were were talking about. Uh, by the way, Timus will be back next week, or I think it's it's other next week, the week before. He, he's had some um, doctor's appointments. Is the reason why he hasn't been here. Everything's fine. He's just having to get checkups. But I was all bored about the Cleveland Guardians and all about you know you know Terry Francona not betting against him and whatnot. And then Minnesota has slowly added player after player after player. I love the addition of Lopez. In Minnesota, I'm probably making a huge mistake here because I'm picking a team that has Carlos Cray on it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to go with the Twins right now. When, when we go to do our our uh, season prediction show, I, I may change it. But as of right now, I'm really leaning towards Minnesota. It's Minnesota and Cleveland, and I think the White Sox are going to be a team – that's probably at some point this year going to start cleaning house. They've got to find an identity. They, they've got some talent on that team. 
Mm-hmm. That's what's dumbfounding about. It. They've got some real talent on that team. Mm-hmm. It just it seems like it's a faceless franchise that you can't really say, well, this is your guy, and that's your, and, the, and this is what your identity is, and this is that, and that. I see, I see a White Sox game on most days, and, and I'm and I'm changing the channel. I'm just sure. Like, oh, <laughs> sure, White Sox. The only time it was ever good was a few years back. Remember the White Sox, the Royals used to get in fights. That oh, yeah. was great. That was great. But other than that, I, I haven't been a White Sox guy. All right. Houston. Angel. Now, this shocks the living daylights out of me. The Pocota rankings, for folks who can't see the screen, Pocota rankings have Houston at 95 wins. The LA Angels at 86.4 and Seattle at 81 and 81.2, so essentially 82. And the, and the Rangers essentially at 79. I bet you cannot find a line in Vegas to have you bet that the Angels will not finish second in the AL West. Mm-hmm. It's not a book out there. They'd be, like, "What are you nuts? I'm not giving you money." Yeah. What have the Angels done to warrant that? Nothing. It's, it's pretty much the same roster as last year, as far as I can tell. I mean, they've brought in a few guys, but nothing of note. <laughs> Compared to Texas, no. And Seattle, to me, it's more of a disrespect to Seattle than it is to Texas, right? Yeah. Seattle was playing really good baseball last year. I felt like they had a solid offseason. It wasn't anything to write home about. It was solid. Didn't they have, like, one point last year where they had a 14-game winning streak? Yeah. Yeah, Seattle was – we went out and played Seattle in Seattle – I believe that was either late August, early September. And it was a heck of a series. And it was the first time that I saw up close and personal what Julio Rodriguez was about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that dude is special. Yeah. Them being in the in the West, I saw him every other week. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily you won't have that case this year because you're gonna you're, you know, they spread it out a little bit. Yeah. But I do envy you to be able to see Julio Rodriguez that often because he is special. Mm-hmm. As much talent as they have in the National League East, we don't see an opponent as talented as Julio Rodriguez. Sure. The only guy that I would put in the AL East that I in the NL East that I would say has his that is right there on board with him would be a healthy Ronald Acuna Jr. And I do believe Acuna is going to come back this year. I think he's going to have a hell of a season. He's, you know, he's now a full year and a half removed from, from the ACL surgery, but that Julio Rodriguez, I still wouldn't have locked him up to that deal. That was a dumb deal by, by Seattle. They're going to cripple their franchise with it long-term, but if there's ever a dude, you're going to do it for, that's the guy. Sure. Give me your uh, top to bottom AL West for 2023. Top to bottom, um, I'd say Houston, Texas, Seattle, Angels, and Oakland. So you got the Texas finishing second? Yeah. At least. At least. All right. I I like the optimism. I I know you got to jam out of here and you, you won't be around much because your your season's cranking up for you Nate. What yeah. what is your walk off for the week? Or heck for, for, for heck maybe the summer, I don't know. Um you know just just like how much fun this season is going to be here in Arlington. 
you know? <laughs> you have you that same energy when DeGrom's missed three months because of impingements. I'm, <laughs> this whole team isn't DeGrom. <laughs> okay? Tell me that around the All-Star break when you're like, 10 games out of first, and you're like, DeGrom's throwing the ball twice. I've seen him twice. We go okay. back and we... <laughs> I'm a writer. We don't have the luxury of yelling, okay? <laughs> you can yell with your pen. I've written many of things over my years. Yeah, and... not when you're not when you're in a major league press box. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. There, there, there will be guys yelling, and you'll be hearing it. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not going to be one of them, but yeah, okay. <laughs> good luck to you, and... Try to stay awake during the season. Yeah. Yeah. Talk softly, Nate's in the booth. <laughs> Talk to you later. Have a good one, bud. All right, we're going to be back in a flash. When we come back, Joey's going to be here, and we're going to get Joey with some liveliness. Let's go, baby. It's Braves Country HD on a Tuesday. That must, it, it must be Joey time. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterback's Sports Flash. With the association taking their hiatus all the way until Thursday, college basketball once again is the focal point in the world of sports. Top 25 action for Tuesday starts off with Xavier hosting Villanova. That game is at 6.30 on FS1. Number 9, Baylor is at number 12, Kansas State on the deuce at 7, while the Tennessee Volunteers are at Texas A&M at 7 on ESPN. On the U, the U is at Virginia Tech, ACC clash that Miami goes in 13-4 and in conference play. Marquette is at Creighton. On FS1 at 8.30, Iowa State is at Texas in a top 25 battle. That game is at 9 o'clock on the Longhorn Network. And at 9 o'clock on ESPN, Indiana is at Michigan State. While the late tilt, Colorado State travels to San Diego State, who's 21-5 and on the year, 12-2 and in the Mountain West. At 9 o'clock Eastern on the SEC Network, the Georgia Bulldogs are at Arkansas, while the Ramblin' Wreck is at Pittsburgh at 7 on the ACC Network. The New Look American Athletic Conference on Tuesday released its 2023 college football schedule that includes six incoming teams. Each of the 14 AAC teams will play eight conference games in a single division format. The top two teams in the standings will play in the conference championship on December 2nd. Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, North Texas, Rice, UAB, and UTSA all officially join the AAC on July 1st. Brooklyn Nets coach Jacques Vaughn has agreed to an extension that is expected to keep him under contract through the 2027 season. The Nets announced the new deal Tuesday for Vaughn. Brooklyn has the NBA's fifth best record at 32-19 and since Vaughn took over for Steve Nash on November 1st. The Nets are 34-24 and 24 overall in the Eastern Conference, but have recently lost Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant via trade. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves Country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia, 
simulcasting on youtube.com at Braves Country. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, and every morning right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. This Saturday afternoon, February 25th, 1.05 p.m. Eastern, Braves Country Baseball is back. We'll have play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch, inning-by-inning of your Atlanta Braves. That's Braves Red Sox. This Saturday, 1.05 Eastern on Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. My quietest voice. Woo! Let's go, Joey. Yeah. Oh, man. Happy to be back. What a great beginning of the week. I'm just glad I get more Jim Bob Cooter in my life. I needed that <laughs> smart. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to be on here. Jim Bob Cooter headed to, headed to Indianapolis. Woo! He's going to get up there and ball tell you what. Look at the <laughs> I always look up somebody's life when they come to our coaching staff and uh, pretty interesting personal life. I found out a couple of matters, but uh, from an NFL side, it looked like all good stuff. I I mean, he had a, the uh, pleasure of being with your team the last couple of years, and I don't know how much he was involved with helping out Trevor Lawrence, but at least Trevor Lawrence has improved. So you got to think whatever young QB we can get in here between him and Steichen, that'd be helpful. But uh, how we doing and all that being said. Yeah, I, I talked about this, uh, I think it was the day that the news came out about Jim Bob Cooter that uh, man, we, Justin and I have been wanting him to be head coach at the University of Tennessee since all I can remember because we want old Jim Bob Cooter out there <laughs> rolling the sidelines for the Tennessee Volunteers. Go Big Orange. Woo! It would be perfect, perfect. Because at one point there, there were some – there was a groundswell to to try to make that happen. It never ended up happening, but uh, it's going to be an interesting NFL season as it always is. In the tag NFL tag day is here. Talked about it a little bit in hour number one, but you know, real quick before we get into the baseball, I don't see any way around Lamar Jackson not getting tagged. I think that's almost a given. I think Evan Ingram's going to get tagged by the Jaguars. I think the number they would have to pay is like 11.1 or 11.2, I think is what I saw today. Well, if you remember in the offseason, they they signed Ingram to a one-year $10 million, million deal. So the production they got out of him, they only had to – I mean, it, hey, today's an inflated economy. That's a pretty good deal, man. You're, you're talking about 10%. Oh, yeah. You're talking about 10%. So that's a pretty good deal. So – I I don't see how Jacksonville doesn't grab the the one the one for eleven tag on on Ingram. 
I would do that after his improvement this year. I also think another person you might see get tagged is Daniel Jones because I, I see the money that guy gets. million. Oh, my God. What? It's like, come on. Oh, no. it's, like, it's like Kirk Cousins Jr., but he's not even that good. It's like, who, like, ah, oh, you got to just tag him, I think. Absolutely. Oh. I, I was saying it before. I would tag him and give Saquon Barkley a long-term deal before I would ever do the other way around. I'm not giving this guy $45 million when a year ago we were talking about would they release him? They're 45 a year. Get, it's like, like, get out of here. Is what they're talking. Because he changed, uh, for, for people who don't know what we're talking about, Jones changed agents. I think it was late last week is when it and this agent is being very aggressive essentially there's no way 45 i'm sorry you you played decent football and you didn't get over but you've been getting 45 million a year i don't care what you think you lost by like 30 in the, in the playoffs i'm not giving you 45 <laughs> playoffs playoffs i feel like the only, i feel like what did they score, like 10 points or whatever they It was scored? a blowout, like 38-13 or something crazy. And I feel like majority of those points were all garbage points at the end. That game was over with before I could before I could even sit down. It was not a good Saturday night slugfest. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we just watched like a classic between Jacksonville and KC. And I remember – Sit there talking to the wife and grab grab something to eat real quick and go to sit down to watch the second game. I was like, this thing's over. Oh, they, they, they were shredding him. 45. You're oh. talking about up there. <laughs> That's elite. That's elite. I thought even 20, I personally thought 25, 30 was high when I heard that effort. Like, I mean, I can understand it. It is, it is, but in today's NFL, it it is what it is. Yeah, no, that would be, that's fair. But to make him like a top five quarterback, <laughs> what are we talking about? Come on, man. Is this English? What are we talking? What is this? this is Daniel Jones, we're going to lock him down. Don't let him get away. Let's go in rock and roll, baby. Daniel Jones. Oh, you talk about cementing your legacy to a guy that would be Dable and company going, this is our guy. We're going to give him a five. There's no way that happens. It can't. There's going to be people jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge of that. <laughs> oh. oh, man, that's disgusting. Everyone's going to try to find anything they can find on Daniel Jones to try to get get the Giants out of that contract. What a nightmare that would be. The, I think the obvious tags, Orlando Brown, Kansas City. I think I think he gets tagged. Uh, Lamar Jackson gets tagged. Javon Hargrove, I think he gets tagged from the from Philly. And then, like we talked, it's got to be Daniel Jones. He's got to get tagged. And God. what was the other one? Oh, Ingram. I already said Ingram. I didn't really have anyone that jumped out with me with Atlanta because I also believe Atlanta doesn't need to really tag anybody because if they make the trade for Lamar Jackson, they need the tag guy, right? They need the, they need him oh, to right. be the tag guy. So you know, I'm not I'm not touching if I'm. I think if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, I would spend less time at the combine and more time helping Lamar pack and find his way down South. That's what I, <laughs> come on, buddy. Come on back home. Enough of this more nonsense. 
he would just fly around. And I mean, I already think Atlanta usually overachieves with the little talent they had. If you put Lamar in there, they would have to be the favorites. The only thing in Baltimore is crab cakes and bad college basketball bets. <laughs> <laughs> hi Zinger. He's coming at us today talking about I, – I can't say what the tweet said because it, it was filthy, but he was basically saying he does not like the Braves. He does not like the Phillies in that order. Yeah, I looked at it. I'm like, just, okay. If you're- We're living rent-free in your head, baby. Doom, 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 doom. Hey, put that money on the Mets is all I could say because if I – you got to like some senior veteran. You got to have some senioritis to like that team as much as he What? Well, to top it off – I don't believe he's a Mets fan. I believe he's a, he's either an Orioles or a Washington fan because he's living right there in the Baltimore area. But I I I think this is just <laughs> smooching up. <laughs> to I think that's all that is. I'm gonna pick the Mets. I'm gonna tell everyone I'm gonna pick the Mets. Bonsoir. Yeah. Well, you know what? The Mets are gonna freaking bite what they always bite—the big one. Let me tell you, I put I invested a decent amount of coin in them last year, thinking it'd be the year I will not make that mistake again. I will not. Can you believe that the Pakota rankings right now, which actually makes me feel better because Pakota's always wrong, have we'll get it we'll get more into this in a second, but they have the Mets at 96 wins and the Braves at 90.9. What? So, th- so they have us finishing five games, and I'm not saying that could not happen. Because injuries, et cetera, et cetera. But right now, you look at those rosters, you're telling me they're five games better. Get out of here, man. They got Milwaukee. I just noticed this thing because I haven't looked at the NL yet. They've got Milwaukee two games in front of St. Louis. Oh, see, it's funny. My brother and I argued about that today. I'm team Cardinals. He's team Brewers and who we think has the central. But I think the Cardinals are much better just personally. Yes. I but I. But I know Tones would disagree, so maybe he would like that. He would like that. So that would be a good argument if we could get him to chime in when uh, you're on or vice versa. Um, I believe – I think the, the Brewers are much closer to the Cubs than they are to the Cardinals. Yes, absolutely. And I believe they've lost their brain having they've got Cincinnati at 67 wins. So six so Cincinnati is going to finish, according to this. Pound the under on oh, five you. games in front of Kansas City. Pound the under on Cincinnati. I think they might get close. Pound the under. <laughs> Would anyone actually take that bet? There there's not a book in the world. Hey, I'd like to bet that uh Kansas City will not finish five games behind the Reds and the Brooklyn. Will get you go. Well, who's taking that bet, you moron? Get out of here. Bakoda. Bakoda. But Bakoda said. They're always like wildly off. And I know the, the Dodgers have had a meh offseason, and the Padres are believed to have had this great offseason. But I'm looking at their numbers. And somehow they have the Padres three games behind the Dodgers. Dodgers haven't done anything, but somehow they'll win 104 games and be 23 games in front of the Padres. Has no bearing on the playoffs, but that's just how Dodgers baseball rolls out there. They'll go 12 and 0 against Colorado. 
12 and 0 against Arizona and San Diego will find their way with a 500 record against those two bum teams. And they'll be way far back in the pack. I'm yeah, who will they blow it against? What's that? I, then it's a, just a matter of who they blow it against after that. <laughs> Put this sucker up because I want you to see this. Um, all right. The other thing that I'm looking at here in the National League, I'll tell you one that I think is wildly low just because of what they did two years ago. They had some injuries, blah, 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 blah. What about that number for, for San Francisco? 80.7. If I can get an over-under win rate for San Francisco, I'm jumping over 81. They find a way to win. They just do. I was just going to say the same thing. That's just an organization you trust. It's like they're just stable. They usually make a move or two here or there, but nothing big enough to put them over the top. But they're always at the end of the day in the race. And after a year of struggling kind of last year, I would put my money on them with the over. Absolutely. I, I mean, I would. San Francisco to me seems way low. I think Texas is pretty low, but this thing with DeGrom, once again, is making me nervous. I'm telling you, De DeGrom is just, he's, ah, he's tough. It, it, it kind of stinks because, honestly, I, I know Rangers fans would want to hear this, but you wonder if uh, all the good stuff you see of him on the highlights is uh, pretty much behind and they paid for the past and how much in the future, we'll see. Well, how, how often has he done it, though? They, that's the thing is, like, even last year, he didn't pitch like June, wasn't it? It was, it was somewhere in that neighborhood. And when was he did, late. he wasn't. He was good. He was really good. But I don't know if he was elite. His stuff, when he's healthy, is as good as anyone, if not the best in baseball, right? I'm not arguing that. My thing is this. I think it was a much smarter contract for the New York Yankees to go after Carlos Rodon than the Rangers to go after Jacob DeGrom. But I get why the Rangers did it. The Rangers were trying to get that star power. They're trying to take him to the next level, et cetera. And, they've been kind of, and they have been kind of doing that the past couple of years with the moves, but it has to come together at some point. I don't like their starting rotation behind DeGrom all that great. Oh, yeah. they. I like Eovaldi. John Gray solid and Martin Perez is solid. But if we're talking about if, if you go into a playoff series, that's going to make me a little nervous. Right. right. And if DeGrom misses a big stretch of time, then I mean, everything obviously bumps up. I like those guys you named, but how it's going to be interesting to see, like you said, playoff time, what they would do. Now we're talking about being able to go to the trade deadline. If you're in it, you, you get aggressive. You get another. But the problem is if DeGrom doesn't go to the post, then how in the world can you even get, get to the playoffs or, or even get, get, get to the end of July with, with the puncher's chance. This team, if they don't have DeGrom, I easily slice if they don't have DeGrom go out there and pitch at least 25 games, I can easily slice five wins off of their expectations. Because one thing that I wasn't as well aware of until we went over it today a little bit, you look at that Texas lineup, and Joey, I'm telling you, there's some, there's some holes like some Swiss cheese in there. 
Oh, I, I mean, look at the star power names they have in Simeon and Seeger. I'm not even fully trusting the star power names that they quote unquote have. I like Simeon. I like Seeger. I like Garcia. Nathaniel Lowe's solid. I'm not going to make a big deal about him. But outside of that, man, I when when they signed him a few days ago, I was under the impression Robbie Grossman was a depth piece. He's being penciled in by ESPN.com as the starting left fielder. Oof. I'm just oh. telling you, oof. What is that, Rex Grossman? <laughs> I mean, you might have a better chance. He played... He played admirably when he came over for Atlanta last year. But he did what his what his baseball card said he was going to do. Barely hit over 200, a little bit of pop here and there, but all in all, that's not a, that's a guy you platoon. That is not a guy that you want out there on opening day. Agreed. And they've got a they got big question marks in center field. Adolis Garcia will put up numbers, but you get three guys that I, that I think you can lean on. Maybe low is a fourth, but it's one thing to have four studs and then the rest are sprinkled with solid players. I, th- I think we're looking more at a situation where they're going to be they're going to be asked to to carry the team. Let's take a real quick quick break. When we come back, we're going to do higher lower in the National League. Be back in a flash. It's 420. Smoke them if you got them here on Braves Country. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at you, savings coming at you. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to live, laugh, and create memories again with MSC Cruises. Join us on some of the world's most modern and innovative ships. Discover again at our new private island, Ocean Key MSC Marine Reserve, named Best New Cruise Destination. Cruise the Caribbean and Bahamas from Miami or Port Canaveral. Book now with free balcony upgrades and flexible booking changes. Call your travel advisor or visit MSCCruises.com. Restrictions apply. MSC Cruises, a world of discovery. Hey, Braves fans, thank you for listening to Braves Country Baseball. Hi, I'm Mac McGee, and we are here to bring you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves, bringing you spring training and two to three games a week all season long. Please like and subscribe today, Braves Country Baseball. Hockey season, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey by getting a new look to wear on game days, or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink. Are you looking for a reliable dental practice that not only cares about your teeth, but is friendly to work with? How about one that offers great deals and new patient promotions? Well, your search is over. Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton, Georgia is committed to giving you the biggest and brightest smile. 
Right now, get a $99 new patient special, including x-rays and exam. Maybe you're looking for veneers. Most Valuable Smiles veneer special includes one free veneer with every five purchased. Or get that bright white smile you've always wanted by taking advantage of an exclusive $100 off Zoom whitening treatment when you book today. And don't forget that 2022 is almost over. That means most insurance policies will reset by the new year, and to avoid losing that extra money, you need to use it or lose it. Book an appointment today with Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton to lock in these exclusive deals. Call 706-623-0318 or visit mostvaluablesmiles.com. Braves Country HD is coming your way live three to five weekdays right here on the key. We're talking Major League Baseball, all the college spring sports, and the majors all spring and summer long. Keep up with your Atlanta Braves weekdays live 3 to 5 on Braves Country HD. Make sure to catch our play-by-play Braves Country baseball all summer long. Let me see if I can cut to the chase by using myself as an example. Six months ago, I was living in Boston. My wife had left me, which was very painful. Then she came back to me, which was excruciating. Welcome back! Taking you all the way to the top of the hour. Remember tonight, 6 o'clock, behind the bench, River Dragons Coaches Show, right here at 6 o'clock here on the key. And... I don't have time to read it because it's going kind of fast, but Jalen Ramsey tweeted something that can't be good. That's Jalen Ramsey. He tweeted at Jared Goff in a Moss St. Brown, and I don't know what, <laughs> what he's talking about, but he says, uh, try the hardest to get y'all in them playoffs this year. I won't comment on my future, though. We, we shall see. And Micah Parsons says, I'm sorry, no one going to Detroit. <laughs> so, the NFL, man, man. there needs to be a page that just keeps up with all those and just gives out the NFL tweets of players, you know, that's relevant. The fun I don't stuff. Have time for it, but I wish someone would do it. That's all they tweet is NFL tweets. Give us the goods. <laughs> yeah, just let me know if something funny happened. If it ain't funny, yeah. I'll hear it. Give me some sad song. <laughs> Tell me about how you know life's not fair. We have, yeah, I got the cliff notes when I was a kid. I know it's not fair. Move on. And NFL free agency coming up around the bend, but we're talking baseball, baby. Yes, sir. Spring is near. Right. You're not gonna be one of them shows that bores you about the National Football League process progress for the next seven months i already saw the other day someone counting it down this it was a few days ago 200 days until the nfl is like oh my god you can't survive like that you got come on 200 you don't know days are in a calendar can't be counting down 200 (laughs) i do believe it's 37 ish days yeah 37 days till opening day 
And if you have to ask me what sport do I mean when I say opening day, we can't be friends. We cannot be friends. There's only one opening day, and that's baseball, baby. Major League Baseball. That's right. All right. I can smell the dirt already. Exactly. All right. Higher or lower, let's go. National League edition. Woo. Let's start in the West and work our way towards God's country. San Francisco, 80.7, higher or lower. I, I am going to actually place the well, once we get closer, place a couple wagers. I'm liking this one early with the over. Like we said, we know I know San Francisco, you know, had their struggles last year, but they're an organization you can count on. I think they bounce back. They still got Mr. Reliable, like Brandon Crawford and others in there. I know they didn't hit on the big sweepstakes of the free agent, but I believe they could slightly be over 500 and be good. Yeah, I feel like that. Uh... I feel like San Francisco's had a. I know the big disappointment was they didn't get Judge, but I think all in all they went out and they got Sean Sean Mania, which I think kind of goes under the radar. It does. By the way, they got Ross Stripling too, and I kind of forgot about that. Alex Wood should be back from injury. They got the Rogers brothers. Literally, they are brothers. In the bullpen. Camilo Duvall to me is is one of the best relievers in all of baseball. Can't hit what you can't see, and that dude throws triple digits rolling out of bed. Reason why their number's so low is no one gets excited about that offense. And I get it. There's not this homegrown name or hometown name there's oh man, look out, the so and so's coming. But I'm gonna give you two names in that lineup that I think could make him a little more potent, assuming health prevails. Michael Conforto and Mitch Haniger. They both come over, and that's kind of sneaky, quiet. And then, of course, they got to keep Jock Peterson engaged and keep him on the field. I mean, just in 2021, Mitch Haniger had 39 homers and 100 RBIs. Michael Conforto didn't play at all last year, remember? Correct. And he's going to have something to prove because he came in on a one-year prove-it deal. You've got some interesting pieces also with Villar and you know Crawford's back. And uh, I don't think Lamont Wade Jr. gets enough notoriety as he should. And the Yaz, baby. Come on. Can, can we get some love for little Yaz? Yaz, is, Yaz has cut himself out a nice little... A nice little uh, MLB career. I think he's 32, 33 years old, something like that by now. Well, like, yeah, you know, you mentioned it. They don't have the monster name in the lineup, but it's pretty consistent in terms of they should be able to define themselves on base, in my opinion. Absolutely. So I'm going with over. You're going with over. What about the San Diego Padres? They're sitting there at 92, so over 93. Oh man, this one, 93 wins. I, you know, I got to go under. Cause when I look at, you know, their starting rotation, I do like you Darvish. I do like a name like Blake Snell, but how many games are you going to get out of them? Their lineup is very, very good. I cannot disagree with anything in their lineup. 
But that's a lot of wins, and I think the expectations might be a little high this year. I'm going to go slightly under for them. And I'll tell you something else. You're not going to have Fernando Tatis until after Memorial Day. Huge. And you're going to try to get 93 wins. I'm I'm not buying it. They always seem like they're much more impressive if you if you download the video game than if you actually see them on the field. Correct. I was going to say there. You want to be them in a video game all day, all every. Oh man, this team's loaded. And then you get out there and go, how? They've lost 12 of their last 14. What's going on out there? <laughs> the, Machado's blowing up. I mean, I already don't like that when a guy says he's not going to come back. I, I just didn't. Yeah, I, what is that about? Why would you announce that? Now? I don't. I don't know. But Shohei Otani did it too. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I can't have a double standard. Well, he didn't say it. He has an interpreter say it. He, <laughs> so the middleman. <laughs> I get involved, man. But you tell them that I said I did that, or he's sitting there going, "Wait a minute, what did you just tell them?" <laughs> I never said that. He's like, "Don't worry, man. I get. I got a plan." <laughs> uh, Dodgers, ninety-six games over under. Man, that's another one where I think you know I'm probably going to short. It. A couple of these teams, I'll put them elsewhere in the NL. I'm going to go under here as well. I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they're going to be too far off the mark, but I never like, I always think they have overrated starting pitching. And once again, I don't think they address the issue enough. I do like Gonsolin, but outside of that, to me, there's more question marks than answers. So I'm going to go slightly under. I could see them going over. I'm staying away from this one in Vegas. I usually grab quite a few of these over unders throughout the year. But I'm staying away from this one because they somehow find a way to rattle off these wins. And then but but there's they are not a threat to me long term to win the World Series this year. I just they could win 102 games. I'll still be like, meh, you'll be lucky you get out of the first round. Right. I just I don't feel like that they are at well they'll they would have the buy, but you you know what I mean. The first round they play in. Correct. They they just, I truly believe they are punting this season. They don't want to tell their fan bases. They are punting this season to bring in Shohei Otani to Dodger Blue. And I think it's almost a done deal. Oh, would they love that? He can stay on the West Coast, which is where he wants to be, because his fan base wouldn't be that far off as far as time zone is concerned. And they could still fly over, right, from Japan to LA. It's and you know it's not a it's not a hop, skip, and a jump, but it's a lot closer than if you went and played in New York. I would be shocked if Shohei Otani's not wearing Dodger blue. Rich he might rich. be wearing Dodger blue by the end of the season. They might make a trade for him. Why not? If <laughs> I mean, actually, that's a lot to give up though for a part. Uh, if he comes back, <laughs> it's a lot to think about. <laughs> I like how you're talking yourself into, well, you know. <laughs> On the fly, sorry. <laughs> if, I, if I make a trade for him, I'm re-signing him. If I'm you the have to. Have uh, to. Yeah. Look here, man. What's the number you're going to want? Because that's the number we're going to get before we Light check them. Right. We're going to trade for you, and we're going to do this Anthopolis style. It's going to be a it's going to be a trade and an announcement within 24 hours. We've got you locked up for the next eight years. <laughs> What's the number? Okay, we're in. Let's go. All right, let's take the odds on favorite by Bakota standards to win the NL Central. Milwaukee Brewers 87 
and a half. What? I'm I'm sticking to my guns and sticking with the under. I know that their rotation uh, one through three is one of the best in baseball probably, but when you look at their lineup, I, with all due respect to a lot of these players, it looks more sometimes like a triple-A lineup in some spots on a major league one. So I'm going with the under. I do like what they did in the offseason getting Jesse Winker. But can he get back to that form that once had him as one of the most dangerous bats when he was with the Reds? I don't know. Tyrone Taylor in in right field is not scaring anybody or Garrett Mitchell in center. And Yelich, oof. You talk about a guy who fell off the what he did is he got his extension. He quit doing steroids and now he's now he can't and now he can't hit what hit, hit water. Me. Yeah, he can't hit water falling into a tub. But when I look at <laughs> when I look at uh oh, been there. Uh when I look at the one of the biggest additions they made was bringing in William Contreras from the Braves. But he's going to be a liability behind the plate. Now, he's going to put some pop in your lineup. I think every day, batter Contreras could hit 30 home runs. Yep, he could. But he could also have 30 errors back there. So I don't know. Is it worth it? My biggest question for them is, man, are they going to have the consistent offense? And I just, I like, yeah, you know, I kind of like the Brian Anderson signing. I can see where they piece together some wins. I just don't think it's going to be enough. 87 is a lot. 87 is a lot of wins. You're telling me that they're going to be right behind the Braves and the Phillies in the win. And I just, I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. Cardinals, 88, we'll just call it what it is, 86, but 85.7, higher or lower, 85.7. I'm going to go higher here. I just think they have by far the most talent in the division. I think their lineup is pretty stacked for the most part. They added Wilson Contreras, who I'm going to hate seeing in the, the red and uh, yellow on that side of things. That will be disgusting. I mean, Arenado, obviously, among many others. This team, to me, is poised for a run this year. I'm low-key thinking they can make a deep run in this National League maybe this season. Don't be surprised. <laughs> you want to talk about something that's not very – it's got to make you pucker a little bit if you're if you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan. I wish I had it over on this screen. I, I would share if it's going to take too long. I just went to the St. Louis Cardinals depth chart on ESPN, and they're usually one of the better ones, right? I don't even go to the MLB depth chart, MLB.com one, because it's usually like two yeah, months. Yeah, what's going on with this, though? You go, go to the Cardinals. I'm on it right now. It just I thought the like the relief pitchers in the first and second and third baseman listed. They've got nothing else. No joke. I refreshed my screen three times, man, because oh. I thought my thing was messed up. <laughs> no wonder they're not winning the division. <laughs> they don't have a catcher. They don't have an outfield. <laughs> they don't have a starting rotation. They've just got three relievers listed. What in the God's name is going on? All right, so if you're only going to have nine guys on your team, top to bottom, with a 25-man roster limit, I'm going to say that uh, 86 wins might be a little a tad too high. <laughs> I'm rethinking this as I speak. All right, what about the Cubs? I've never seen. I've been doing this for a long time, and I've always gone to their side. I've never seen a team, no matter when, what time of year it is, that didn't have players listed in specific positions. This is some Bill Belichick stuff here. Someone's asleep at the wheel. One random guy is riding down the road hearing this, and he is on someone's behind 
in was it Bristol, Connecticut, right? Now? <laughs> What's going on with the Cardinals death chart? Oh, uh, well, uh, see what happened. Well, we need a new guy working in that department. Well, uh, I, I asked for the day off and I didn't get what it didn't really it didn't refresh. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I put I put it into teams that I wanted the day off. No one t- <laughs> All right. Cubs over under 76.6. Now this is a tricky one because it's it feels right there. I, Everything goes well above. Everything goes not so well, a little bit below. But I think they've got the number pretty close. I any news on Hendricks? Uh, I mean, they're just saying that shoulder is going to keep him out at least a month in that regular season. It'll be a fight for the fifth spot now with uh, with that being up for grabs. So it's a little. That's a little tricky. I do like their offense this year. I do, it's it's better. It's it's not elite by any standards, but it's better. I like the fact. I mean, you got Hosmer, you've got Nico Horner, Wisdom. Eh, I can take or leave him. He's swing and miss guy. But Dansby Swanson, Ian Happ, Bellinger, Suzuki, can Trey Mancini get back to where he was? Yeah, I like the athleticism. <laughs> I'm going to bang the over. I'm going to go with the over, too, and a couple of reasons why. I mean, you just named a lot of their players. I love the depth chart speed with Bellinger, Suzuki, and Hap. I think you got athletic guys more, I should say, back there. And then uh, in the now the starting rotation, Hendricks, that is a concern. But if you could get a Justin Steele, to me, he's the key. If he could take that next leap and be more on the, you know, the Stroman tie-on side of things. I think this team will be competing for that last wild card spot. I'm not saying they're going to go much over, but I could see them being a 500 ball club. Yeah, and I'll tell you something else that probably went over most people's radar, but was it yesterday or the day before that the Cubs signed Michael Fulmer? That is a solid signing. And then he, he got, might, was it one year, four million, something like that? And he, he could end up getting saves. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say there's a there's an opportunity for for him to be in the very back of the bullpen. I think that is a great depth piece, and it could be something even a little more. Look, the biggest question mark you have for for the Cubs to me, it's not it's not even the rotation. It's 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 the bullpen depth. But Fulmer, uh, Brad Boxberger, you know Hughes is going to get his opportunities. Alzale, th- this is a this is a this is a it's a bullpen to me that depending on what, what they can get from guys like Merriweather or whatnot, they, they might be a little above the, the, what most people think. And it, it's kind of one of those rosters where you're going to have more than nine guys on the roster that I've got. To- <laughs> <laughs> and believe me, the Reds pretty much have nine guys on their roster after looking at their boys going to get tired of that lineup. <laughs> You're up to bat. I just crossed the plate. What do you mean I'm up to bat? Who's on first? <laughs> Your all-time batter. <laughs> Dansby's like, wait a minute. Wait, when I signed, I didn't know there was only nine guys on this team. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do National League East. What are the Braves going to do? What are the Phillies going to do? know what the nationals are gonna do they're gonna nap. chop chop <laughs> we'll be back in a flash and we'll we'll give you our lock of the night college basketball 
Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family have produced quality hardwood farming garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company, welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. This Saturday afternoon, February 25th, 1.05 p.m. Eastern, Braves Country Baseball is back. We'll have play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch, inning-by-inning of your Atlanta Braves. That's Braves Red Sox. This Saturday, 105 Eastern on Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Whenever I bring home Entenmann's Little Bites muffins... Little Bites? That's right, sweetie. Can you just give Mommy a minute? I love Little Bites. I know you do, but we're doing a commercial right now, okay? Got it. As I was saying, whenever I bring home you-know-what, you-know-who gets pretty excited. And so do I. Little Bites muffins are made with real ingredients, no high-fructose corn syrup, and are baked moist and delicious. I love Little Bites! Here you go. Yes! Entenmann's Little Bites muffins. The perfect portion of happiness. Here's good news. There's still a need for hundreds of thousands of cybersecurity professionals in the U.S. right now. And my computer career is training people to help meet the demand. No IT experience? No problem. Take the free career evaluation today. Start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Grants covering up to 53% of the cost are available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks, weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m., drive time on WQEE. Welcome back. Go to rankings. He and Joey take you all the way to the 5 o'clock hour. Sports Map Radio will take over. We're here at 6 o'clock. You got behind the bench coming to you. Coach's show, River Dragon Hockey. And we're going to get back into these Pakoda rankings. We've done every one today. We've saved the best for last. And when I say the best, we ain't talking about the stupid Mets. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Come on, Braves. Take that, jockey. There's never been a time where I want to get one more division title. Is nonsense going on, on Twitter is about to drive me bananas. <laughs> That Twitter will do that. My day job, I got home and I'm like looking, and I hadn't even opened up the app. I was, I was on the phone today. We, we were going over the uh, over the baseball, uh, the upcoming baseball broadcast. By the way, this Saturday here on the key, we'll, we will bring you Braves Country Baseball, one o'clock first pitch, Braves versus Red Sox. And and uh, for those of y'all not in the area, you you can catch it on Braves Country HD wherever you stream. We'll have it on uh, YouTube. is the best one. Let's be honest, but I get done and I, and I, and I go to get ready to, to do the, the sports flash. Cause I always wait as long as possible as I can for that. Cause I, mm-hmm. cause I don't want to 
Yeah, I don't want to tell you something and then it not be true, right? So I always wait for the last dog is dead to be able to go to the sports flash and I open up my Twitter is like blown up. I'm like, what is going on? And he's over there dropping F bombs about the, about the break. Oh, that was today. Yes. Oh my God. I knew it was happening. In the past. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to look today. He, he was coming at last yesterday's show on Twitter, but I don't know what it was. I said, I must've said something on the show. Cause he just goes <laughs> F the Braves and F the Phillies in that order. Everyone, all the, all the Mets fans are retweeting it and stuff like that. Like, Get off me, man. Ah, get off me. I'm just trying to do my day job. <laughs> God bless. Get off me. I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> we don't forget here in Braves country. We're coming oh, for you. No. We're coming for you, baby boy. Chop, chop. If you think you choked it away last year, wait till the Mets met again this year. Because the Mets going to met. The Mets are going to met. We know that. You know that. Let's get into it. All right. 96 wins for the New York Metropolitans. You know where I stand on this over under. Oh, I'm all in on the over and uh, under. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself there. I'm all in on the under, especially this nonsense lately. I'm fired up. I'm going to be following this like the NL Central because the Mets are going to have injuries. You think you can trust in Verlander and Scherzer all year? God bless you, because behind that, you already got a banged-up Carrasco. I don't really like where you're overrated hitting lineups at. Try to get Lindor back to where he needs to be. And this team is going down, down, down. I don't understand why their over-under is so high. You've got Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, who once again fell apart at the end of the season. Their combined age is 80 going into this year. You got Kodai Sanga, who the first day of spring training, he was bouncing balls at the plate. He couldn't find the plate, couldn't find the strikes. And I, and I cleaned it up a little bit the second time out, but you already got people freaking out about that. Carlos Carrasco is one sneeze away from blowing his back out. And what is Jose Quintana? He's a guy who pitched really well for the Pirates that one time. <laughs> That's what he is. <laughs> I ain't scared of the Mets. And their bullpen, we, if you get past Edwin, Edwin Diaz, obviously elite. You know what's funny about these closers, though? When they fall off, they usually fall off. And I don't really expect Diaz to fall off this year, right? But, man, when he does, it's going to be in Mets fashion. It's going to be, he won't be able to find the plate. He'll forget how to tie his shoes. It'll be something like, like they'll find him walking down the boardwalk over on, uh, you know, the Jersey shore during the, in the middle of the game where he's supposed to be in the bullpen. It's going to be something classic. This team didn't get better. It, it was about where it was last year. What did they add? Tommy fam. That's what we're excited about. Everything else. Oh, and by the way, they were talking about the last week or so about how Daniel Vogelbach has come into camp. They were saying 30 to 40 pounds lighter. Some were saying 25. I saw a picture of him in a golf cart heading to practice from yesterday. Okay. 
He was one M&M away from splitting his britches. What did he, t- he didn't lose any weight. I found it. I guarantee you I found it. It's right there on below your neck. <laughs> he lost weight. two and a half pounds. <laughs> and he hasn't even gotten to the club club meals, right? <laughs> it's it's going to be on like a pile of neck bones. That dude. No. Bubble gum and ice cream. <laughs> I expect to see like this brand new kid and like, man, okay, good for him. He's taking it serious. I got to see him. Stick to it because all these guys lose weight in the offseason. Then they come in and they're just a disaster. He didn't look like he lost a single ounce. Mm-mm. He was on that old seafood diet, right? Yeah. <laughs> Eating all the food he saw. <laughs> <laughs> lost weight. Okay. Um, Starling Marte already talking about worrying about you know staying healthy. I mean, that's already a problem. It's the same offense, same offense. The only thing that they've added in theory is if Francisco Alvarez ends up being a big part of the offense behind the plate, but there's been questions about his defense and he's got a leap bat. He's still really young. So that can't be why I just, I don't buy it, man. I don't buy it. Now, now, how, now, now the question is, how do they met this year? What do they do to met it up? Do they get out to the big lead and choke it away? Do they do something even worse? Do they start off with like a 14-game losing streak to start the season? What are they going oh, to do? Oh, heads would be all, oh, my God. What are they going to do to met it up? 96 wins, no way. First of all, I don't think anyone in the division gets it. I, I know Braves and Mets – Went 101 last year, but we're not going to get to beat up on on the Nationals as much this year. Yeah, seven games, seven less games against the Nationals, seven games less games against Miami. Braves are their over unders 91. I I think we get above 91. Not 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 a whole lot, 94, 95, something like that. And that'll be good enough for first place in the division. I've said it before. I'm more worried about Philadelphia than, than, than I am New York. I 100% agree on that. I think Philadelphia, obviously, what they added to their lineup it would be more explosive. Now, I am worried about Kimbrell. Kimbrell worries me a little bit at, yeah. on the back end because he's been so up and down over the past few seasons. But I like the Phillies more than the Mets. You can call that the old Kimbrell factor. I wouldn't be concerned with Kimbrell except you pull up the depth chart and they go, oh, he's the closer? <laughs> I thought, exactly. <laughs> I thought he was in. He's your closer. Well, now that might change a little thing. What has Dominguez done to not be the closer? I mean, I don't understand that. Dominguez was lights out last year in the playoffs. Alvarado. And they've got them. Now, Gregory Soto, I'm I'm not buying the hype on him. But they've got a better top to bottom starting pitching rotation than the Mets. I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that when they're healthy, Scherzer and Verlander are lesser than Nola and Zach Wheeler. What I'm saying is Nola, Wheeler, Taiwan Walker, Ranger Suarez, and Bailey Falter, I would take that rotation over the Mets rotation for, for 162 games. I agree with that, and on top of that, I think watch out for Nick Castellanos this year. He had an off year last year. I think he's going to be around that 30 home run mark instead of 13. 
Castellanos is going to come back with a vengeance. Yes, absolutely. I don't think Schwarber's going to hit 46, but I don't think he'll be much farther behind that. I think he'll be hit around 40. I was going to say 40. 35-40. You'll take that all day long. And oh, by the way, some guy with the name of Trey Turner is going to be at the top of the lineup rattling the ball around the corner going, going first to third with ease. With, with to me, still the sickest slide in baseball. He has got the sickest slide where he just kind of slides in, in and just kind of barely brushes his hand across home plate. That's still the best slide I've ever seen in baseball. He's so cool. <laughs> uh, I, I hate that he went to the Phillies, but it is what it is. I've hated his teams in my in my whole his whole career. I've I've hated Trey Turner's teams. I like Trey Turner. I hate his teams. He went from Washington to the Dodgers to the Phillies. I can't believe how long he's been in the MLB already. He's not a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> no, but he's still elite. No, he's still. Oh no, without a question, without doubt. And I expect more out of Alec Bohm. So they're eighty-nine wins. I think Philly gets over it. I think I think they're in the low nineties. I think New York is in the low nineties, and I think the Braves are in the mid to to, to high nineties. Yeah, I got I got the Phillies and the Braves over, uh, according to Picota. I'm going over on both of those, and I'm going to go slightly under on the Mets. If you were to ask me today, I'd say Braves 95, Philly 92, and the Bra and the the Mets about 90, maybe 88. So I'll tell you something else: when you get two aging veterans like that, if it falls off the rails, it's going to fall off the rails. That is without a doubt. All right. Let's get into our locks. As. <laughs> Joey's least favorite portion of the show. Yeah. You know, the good part about this is, is if you are an active listener, which you should be, you know, to bet against me right now. So when I take you to this college basketball game, I'm going to take you to the great state of Michigan. We're Michigan State. We all know uh, they're on their home court tonight, and I think their first home game since the tragedy that happened. Uh, they're playing Indiana. Michigan State right now is minus three. I think a lot of people are going to see that and bet Indiana. I think Michigan State gets a big win tonight. Indiana has been playing a lot of close games lately. I like Michigan State minus three. Minus three. I, I kind of like that one, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't hate it. I'm trying to find – where is what time is the? It's a nine o'clock game. No, I'll, I'm looking for my game. I don't. See oh, it. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, all right, all right. I've been on the fence today about this one. I think it's going to come down to. I don't see. Do you have the? The time for the for the Texas game, there it is. Okay, Texas. Uh, I don't really like that spread. That's uh, that's a little too high. Okay, we're gonna get we're gonna take it back east just a little bit. Um, I wouldn't mind doing doing Texas on a money line or a teaser, but I, I'm I'm not gonna go that route today. I'm just gonna pick pick a game on it. Give me. Maybe I'll jinx it the other way. Give me the Texas A&M Aggies at home against the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee just has not been playing very good basketball. 
and I'm going to take the money line. It's it's under our our minus one fifty that we need. It's at minus one forty five. Um, I like Texas A and M to win that game. It's seven o'clock game. What is your walk off, my guy? Walk off tonight is hey, this is when you got to start crunching down on the college basketball bracketology will be coming out. We'll be all filling out brackets sooner than you know it. Study up your rosters now and get your bets in for March. I have already burned my wife out on so much. <laughs> I've been watching nonstop college basketball. Yes. I just thank the jockey for that. He's got me back into college basketball. I'm all in. His base has been atrocious. So I've actually found a couple others that I, that I follow and actually give me reasonings for, for their for their picks. So I'm uh I'm all I'm all over, man. I I'll have four three or four games going tonight. My walk off. We are four game four days away for the first spring training game for the Atlanta Braves. Hopefully y'all can tune in one o'clock right here on the key and Braves Country HD. 105 first pitch, and you'll find out what a ramalama ding dong and a zip boom bam is before you know it. If you haven't heard of it, <laughs> the first time is the best time. It, it was funny, Nate talking about me getting overexcited. He doesn't even know. He hasn't listened to a Braves broadcast, baby. I come out of I come out of my shorts when it comes to a, a Braves game. Let's go. All right, we'll see you tomorrow, three to five. What is tomorrow? Thursday, uh, Wednesday. Oh, it's a good day, Justin Waller. And I believe Brian will be with us. We'll see you manana. Goodbye, sweetheart. Where it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another cigarette, please. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, in Noonan, Georgia. This Saturday afternoon, February 25th, 1.05 p.m. Eastern, Braves Country Baseball is back. We'll have play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch, inning-by-inning of your Atlanta Braves. That's Braves Red Sox. This Saturday, 105 Eastern on Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country.